energy. Culturally explosive. I cannot. <laughs> that is basically it. Hey, gal. Hey. How was the ocean? Oh, it was actually a bit dirty today. Yeah, it's filth. When you were, when you were like, come swim in the ocean with me, I was like, absolutely not. Apparently, well, I didn't put my head under because apparently everyone's getting gastro from it. Oh, my God. Between, like, the Japanese mosquitoes, the ocean, nowhere is safe at the moment. Nowhere is safe. I need to start um, buying AeroGuard. I'm actually quite scared about the mosquitoes. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been reported on much. I mean, it has. Well, in the last couple of weeks, no one else has died. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. Well, we'll we'll say bye to the mosquitoes for now. They're cancelled. Cancelled, cancelled. So, what are we chatting about today? Today, we are talking about a topic that we are subject experts on. Yes, subject matter experts. SMEs. (laughs) (laughs) We are doing a little bit of like a crash course in Double Bay and like how to know you're from Double Bay. Double Bay, Double Pay, our favorite place on earth, God's we land, <laughs> the land of my people, <laughs> my one true love. <laughs> yeah, so we decided we wanted to do a little like how to explain our um, on our favorite land. And I think before we get into it, we should maybe start this episode with like your like it of Double Bay, like your favorite thing of yeah. Double Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your it of Double Bay? Okay. This is a tough one because there's a lot to love. I have a lot of favorite venues, etc., in Double Bay, but I think my ultimate favorite thing about Double Bay would have to be the location. Mm-hmm. It's very central. You've got everything you need right on your doorstep. And you're by the water. Like the fact that I go on my morning walk and I walk through like three different beaches in a 45 minute walk. Um, Beaches, obviously harbour beaches. Bays. (laughs) Bays. (laughs) Um, No waves. (laughs) That's true. But that's what we love in a beach. It is beautiful. Like our little like lockdown workouts by the ocean like yeah, it really doesn't it get honestly, much better than that. there's no better way to start your day than by the ocean i live by that well explained um my it of double bay is like the sort of village community <laughs> of it like it's just i feel like there's some institutions and mm. there's like you've got your little 21 on like Knox. like you've got like all these like cute little institutions and Usually, if you've been around for long enough, they know who you are. They always make sure you get a table. Like, when you walk around, you're likely to see people that you know, which is, like, I guess a blessing and a curse <laughs> in, in the same vein. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I feel like Double Bay is like a little country town. <laughs> I couldn't even finish that sentence. But it does have that feel to it, and I feel like I do love living here. Like, it's, it's a very cute little mm. scary at times village. <laughs> Well, that's what we're here to do, to give everyone the hot tips of Double Bay so it's not a scary place anymore. Exactly. Like, break it down. Like, when we really boil down to it, I would say Double Bay is, like, quite a, like, nice place to live. Like, I think it has this... Emily, it's, like, the nicest place to live. I know, but... I know It's, like, literally, like, the most expensive suburb in the country. No, I didn't mean like I meant like there's it gets a bit of a bad rap for yes. being like yeah. a little bit 
like outrageous, but I actually find the outrageousness like quite funny. Like people are very true to themselves around here. Like nobody's caught up on like trying to be too serious. Like if you want to get your weekly blow dry at yeah. Joe Bailey, like you're going to get your weekly blow dry. Yeah. Like people are, I find it. It's a, just, it is the way that it is. It's eclectic and yeah. a quirky in its own weird way. Yeah. Lots of personalities, which we'll unpack. It can be a little bit of a caricature at times. Yeah. But you know, we really lean into it and I feel yeah. like it's hilarious if you just accept it for what it is. Yeah. It does. Like there are a lot of stereotypes and I will say majority of them are probably very true spot on they're spot on yeah um and it can get a bit of a negative rap but the thing is we're all about basically it just embracing the basicness absolutely like if you're too serious you're gonna be bored yeah you've just gotta own yeah what you are exactly I and agree. we are eastern suburb gals <laughs> we're we double it. bay gals and we love it and we own it i was literally like chatting um to sam the other day and he goes would you ever move to the northern beaches and i was like i just went completely silent i was <laughs> like why would you ask me that question like oh it's like why would you ask me that question like you could not you could take me out of the country like i could live in a different country but if i'm to live in australia like there's no other place I'd rather live. I don't yeah. – it's so close to the city. It's so beautiful. I just mm-hmm. don't see why you'd want to live in the north. <laughs> it's so far. Yeah. Yeah. Far. Anyway, let's get into it. What's number one? All right, number one, your hot girl walk is more about the active wear outfit than the actual exercise. Absolutely. If you've ever walked during peak walking hours in Double Bay, like there's a uniform. It's slick back bun, designer sunglasses, coordinated activewear set, New Balance sneakers probably. Yep. If you've got a dog, it's a cavoodle on a little leash. Nike socks. Nike socks. Cap. Cap. And we love it. I love putting on my little Mm. Eastern Suburbs gal hot girl you really lean into it you do do. it well I do yeah you do that well I'll give you that I I agree I think it's the uniform it's the uniform for like shopping at Woolies yeah like you're not going into Woolies in anything else like that's the uniform um and yeah I think it's great it's very comfortable at least Mm -hmm. love it um so number two you choose your dinner venue based on the crowd and the scene not the food so I think I lean into this. <laughs> I lean into this one. Similar to what I was saying before about the village environment. Like if you walk into Mateo, you're likely like there's regulars. Like that's where yeah. people go every single weekend and you're likely to like do probably five hollows before you sit down at your table. Yeah. And I would say the restaurants in Double Bay are quite sceny in that way because people don't really like go out clubbing that much. Yeah. Like everyone loves like, an, you know, some shave time or whatever. But especially as you get a bit older, people like that's their night out. Yeah. They see their friends because like everyone goes yeah. to Mateo. Um, and then it's like the same places to kick on after. Like yeah. you just kick on. And you kind yeah. of go somewhere like that to be seen and to see who you can see. Like it's very popular yes. with like influencers and people that think they're somebody um... absolutely yeah and a bit of an unpopular opinion and I don't want to necessarily slander our places of worship but I actually don't think like the food is like no you're not going because it's like the best pizza you've ever eaten the crab pasta was good before that was good but like it's like like a tomato crab pasta it's not groundbreaking do you know what I mean like it's I kind of feel like they were 
that um that spot where Mateo was used to be Lemoncello for years when mm. I grew up. And it was a very family orientated restaurant. Like it mm. never used to be like that. It was and the food's yeah. kind of similar to what it was before, just like family yeah, meals. They just made it sceney. But they made it really sceney by like doing it up. They redid the whole interiors yeah. and it's really cool. Um so yeah, I would definitely say people go more so for the sort of social license of going to Mateo and you spend a lot like it's quite expensive for what it is well case in point for this is Sinaloa which opened like a year ago as a Mexican restaurant but it's also a very exclusive club like I remember when it first opened and we went to make a booking for dinner Mm. you had to put in your Instagram handle to book the table yeah and then the to get in it's like a very exclusive crowd in there like that's actually where all the models and influencers and everyone go out and the VIP section is like more full than the normal section like everyone just goes there to stand in the VIP section I feel like as well a really funny nuance about Double Bay is when you say exclusive, the people that actually go to these places aren't actually from Double Bay. Like the exclusivity is like the influencer scene. Yeah. It's not the actual Double Bay people. Like they wouldn't go there. Yeah. Because it is like it is super young. And as you said, there's a lot of influencers and models and people with like actual money like wouldn't like never be caught dead having to put their Instagram handle down to walk into a restaurant or a bar. But I feel like it's it's really funny that like Double Bay attracts that illusion of exclusivity. Like if we do that, we'll get that crowd in and they're all really good looking. Yeah. And they're like the moment for whatever reason, usually it's reality TV stars that go there and stuff. So I find that also a really funny little like element about Double Bay as well as a lot of illusions of exclusivity um, at the doors of our bars. Okay, next, in a similar vein, you choose your workout venue on the aesthetics and the content opportunities and not the actual exercise on offer. Yeah, 100%. To be fair, this is very true. However, the workouts that you get at Shelter and Vive, which are like the two scenic ones, they are actually good workouts, but I feel like no one would go there if they didn't have cool like aesthetic studios. Cool aesthetic studios and really hot instructors. Yes. Like, you know, everyone knows, you know, you, well, I mean, he's left now, but you'd mm-hmm. go to shelter for Jordan. Yeah. Like, you're not going for anyone else. Like, you're going for Jordan. And I feel like there's, they design the interiors in a way that it is super Instagrammable. Yeah. Um, I did notice that shelter the other day and I've never noticed this before, but it says when you walk up the stairs, like no phones in the space. Like, this oh, is I noticed me. that the first day. Oh, really? I never noticed That's that. That's why but... no one takes videos in there. Yeah. Um, which is like fair enough. Cause it's meant to be like your, you know, time to decompress. Yeah. And I definitely use spin to decompress. Cause it's like such a like euphoric experience <laughs> in there, but it's kind of like a stark contrast to downstairs where it's Instagram. It's like straight off, like a magazine. Like, everyone looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I feel like some of the instructors are lovely at these places, but for the most part, they're actually kind of rude. Yeah. I think so. And intimidating. I find find some of them intimidating at Pilates, to be honest. But um, I find the guys really lovely at Shelter. Yeah. Shelter's pretty nice. Uh, The receptionists at Shelter. They don't uh, smile. Yeah. They're quite intimidating and they're so hot. They're stunning. They're like that Byron Bay hot where you don't yeah. wear an inch of makeup on your face yeah. and you look, constantly look like a glazed donut because you've got so much like sunscreen yeah. and 
really, really amazing tan skin and it's just radiating. And yeah. I walk in because I'm not a morning person. So whenever I walk into my 7.15, I just like look disgusting because like I just don't wake up well and puffy and I just feel like such a like toad. Yeah. <laughs> God. But yeah, no, they are really standoffish. I've always kind of found that a little intimidating, to yeah. be honest. And everyone looks at you when you walk in, like sitting down, yes, like all the it. girls look at you. It's like the same. Uh, Brooke and I always talk about how much we feel like internally anxious walking into a nail salon. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so bad. That is so bad. I hate walking into a nail People, salon. People, seriously. And I was trying to be reflective about it the other day and not get in my head because when I sit down, I'm so bored that whenever yeah. someone walks in, I'll turn my head just yeah. out of, because I'm bored. Cause yeah. you sit there for which an is hour. What, which is what people are doing, but you feel like that. There's, you get you. some looks. It's yeah. just wild. Another one I find so funny is be prepared to be hit on by at least one 40 year old man using his boat as a pickup line. <laughs> and you have a story on this, but I also can confirm that after a date once I wasn't into the guy at all. He messaged me, I really want to win you back because it was just a poor date and I got pissed off and left. I really want to win you back. How does a day on my boat tomorrow sound? And I was like, do you like, are people like that easy to buy? Well, I'm not. But (laughs) my experience was me and a friend of ours got hit on a few weeks apart by the same guy um, waiting just outside a cafe waiting for our morning coffees. We both had exactly the same experience. I was just standing there minding my own business, had my AirPods in, waiting for my coffee. He was like, came over, started chatting to me. He was just like asking me a lot of questions. And then he was like, oh, do you like boats? <laughs> and I was like, well... Yeah. And he's like, I've got a boat. Um, You and your friend should come on my boat. Like, what's your Instagram? In this moment, I was like, oh, fuck, like, whatever. I went home and blocked him immediately yeah. afterwards. But he also had, like, 300,000 Instagram followers or something. And he was not that good looking. And he worked on movies, but, like, yeah. as, in behind the scenes. So I'm also certain he bought his Instagram followers. Well, I mean, there's seven days in a week. And if he goes to the cafe, like, every morning and asks, like, five girls each morning, like, that's probably, like, where the 300k followers are coming from. What? He did that every day for a hundred... I mean, we were locked down for 10 fucking years last year. thousand years. True. All right. Um, Crack up. The next one is that you stock your cheese platter exclusively with Daffinois and Burrata from the Woolworths Double Bay walk-in cheese room. It is something else, our Woolworths. I remember when I first saw the cheese room, like we're talking an actual room behind the deli that you can walk into full of cheese and pick your cheese or your cheese wheel or whatever. That is so extra for a fucking supermarket. Yeah, Woolies has seriously like picked up its game in the last few years. Like it's become a really like enjoyable, like luxe experience in Double Bay. It's so good. I actually just did my grocery shopping at Aldi this weekend because I'm trying to save a little bit more and trying to be a bit more of a savvy saver. And honestly, I came home full of regret. Like I hardly saved any money and the shopping experience was so unpleasurable I almost wanted to just bin my groceries and go to Woolworths Double Bay and buy them again I just find like I do it occasionally like you know I'm really broke if you see me in Audi and occasionally when I do feel really broke I will go and like get like a steak there because it's like what like four dollars or something 
But I'm the same. Like, I never have a coin. This is my issue. I never have a coin oh, to put on this trolley. Like, so I end up carrying yeah, you everything. Have to carry everything. And it's like, there's always like have half the stuff I wanted. And what pisses me off is there's always like 40 people and there's like two staff members, which is obviously why yeah. it's so cheap. There's two staff members. There's like 40 people in a line. And then when you get to the end, they're like, can I please check your bag? I'm like, yeah. do I really look like someone that would steal doll? No, and the way they scan so quickly, yes! literally, when I was there on the weekend, she was, like, shoving things off to the side so quickly that she, like, was yes. pushing my vegetables. My vegetables fell on and rolled on the ground. And your vegetables get dirty as well. I was like, lady, slow down. I know, I get massive anxiety <laughs> trying to, like, bag it. <laughs> so no, definitely Woolies. And the other thing about Woolies, which I find really funny and unique to Double Bay, is the Woolies kitchen downstairs. Yes. Which is essentially so like extra. a Whole Foods. Like, it's like one of those LA Whole Foods. But they're, I don't believe there might be one in Mossman, but they're very rare. Like, they're not super, like, franchised across Australia. Mm. And we've got Woolies upstairs and then the kitchen downstairs, which is just, like, a more expensive version of Woolies. And it has, yeah. like, the health <laughs> food <laughs> stuff. But... The fruit is like way more expensive, and, and it's like the same yeah. produce. It does have some exclusive um, items because yeah. remember when we were trying to find truffle oil and they didn't have it in yeah. Woolworths Double Bay, and I was like, if if there's a supermarket that stocks truffle oil, it's Double Bay. Yeah, and then we found it downstairs. Yeah, it's really aesthetic down there, and they have all these like pre-made meals. They have like the so the good. um the like freshly made pasta bowls, oh, yeah, so you don't have so to buy good. it and pack it. It's so nice. I love it. So when you're walking through Double Bay, you will at least once get a whiff of Baccarat Rouge. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It yeah. is like the signature fragrance of any Double Bay girl. Yeah. And it's super expensive. I find like it's so like unaccessible, but I really want it inaccessible. It so I love it. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. You know that the blow-dry grandmas are actually the 11th deadliest animal in Australia. (laughs) I'm, like, actually deceased over this one. Everyone listening is probably thinking, what the heck is a blow-dry grandma? So, Emily, could you please explain? I will explain. Um, When you go back about maybe 15 years before Double Bay was, like, super cool, like, when I was Mm. growing up, Double Bay was kind of dead Mm. it really wasn't what it is today all you'd see in double bay is just the blow dry grandma so my association with double bay when i was growing up was like it's like kind of this old kind of fuddy-duddy boring area yeah and the blow dry grandmas they're still kicking but just clarify by blow dry grandma we literally mean grandmas that just get their weekly blow dry at the hair but it's not a normal blow dry so the blow dry grandmas they're usually obviously quite wrinkly because they're like pretty old (laughs) (laughs) they've got that real like botox face going on Mm. that doesn't move and it's like this hornet nest hair it is not like there's a specific blow like if you went into joe bailey and said could i have a blow dry they wouldn't do your hair like that but if a blow dry grandma went in, they'd know that that's, that's what they want. they want. And the reason I find this so funny is because my grandma Blanche, mm. who is a massive caricature um, on my Instagram, everyone's obsessed with her. Cause she's so like she's this, very extra. very extra. They're like, like head to toe in designer. They're terrifying. And I think if you want to survive in double Bay, your best bet is to just avoid them at all costs. Yes. <laughs> And if you're a hospitality worker in Double Bay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, they are so full on. 
Um, they're loud and they're just, they're unapologetic, but they're just like, they've, they're like the matriarchs of Double yeah. Bay, I would say. Like they really started the show and they're like, there's a lot of young like influencers bopping around Double Bay now, but I feel like the blow drag grandmas know where they stand in the pecking order. Yeah. Right at the top. <laughs> um, so you either get your hair done at Cole or your eyebrows done at Kristen Fisher. Never both. If you know, you know. And I'm going to leave that one there. Yeah, we're not elaborating on that one. All right. The next is that you talk about the owner of a restaurant as if they're a close personal friend. <laughs> oh, it's just another Maryvale opening. Oh, that's, oh, that's Neil's, Neil's restaurant. <laughs> Neil's. <laughs> Let's just go for dinner at Neil's. <laughs> like, it's literally, I think it, this, I feel like, extends a bit more to a wider Sydney thing where Agree. it's just a thing to know the owner or the chain of the restaurant. Whereas I've never really experienced that anywhere else. Like you go to a restaurant and you, you know who owns it, you know, if it's a Maryvale or Solitaire, Neil Perry. Yes. Yeah. I think, like, I think it's like, it's like that whole thing when you, you know, you have like a piece of art in your house and it's like, a social license to be able to walk into someone's house and say, Oh, is that a Ken Dunn? Do you know what I mean? And I feel like it's talking the talk in yeah. Double Bay, knowing that Margaret's coming. Yeah. Like it does it, it it hasn't even opened yet at this yeah. point. Obviously it has now, but knowing that Margaret's coming and knowing the story behind it, that you know Margaret was his mum yeah. and that it's meant to be the comfort food he grew up with, which was <laughs> his biggest inspiration. Like that is walking the like talking the talk. Yeah. And I feel like that is what I, what I kind of probably struggle with m- most about Double Bay in some cases is it sort of is that like real like fake chat sometimes. Yes. That's probably where the stereotypes come from. But I think the restaurant one's really funny because obviously we've got this like huge like Maryvale monopoly and the brand of the parent brand yeah. is more important to people than the individual yeah. restaurants because they know it's going to be good because yeah. Justin Hems, everything he touches turns yeah. to gold. So Mew Mew opens in the city and people are like, oh, like flooding there now. Yeah. So yeah, I find that really funny about Double Bay and Sydney as a whole. Mm-hmm. The next one is about our favorite little club and also restaurant in, they're all <laughs> I restaurants. I would say favorite. Yeah, no, definitely not. That was sarcastic. Um, so I think to just manage your expectations, if you do want to live here, you have to know that Bedouin is harder to get into than Bergheim. Like Eric is like Sven and he's just curating his crowd. And if you don't fit the bill, I'm sorry, it's not personal, but just get out of the line. And I say that with confidence because you and me absolutely never get in. Away every single time. Like we've been into Bedouin twice. Yeah. And it was because Eric, the owner, lives next door to your dad and we're with your brother and he drunk called Eric both times to tell them to let us in. It's definitely, there's two ways to get in. I would say you have to fit the look. Yeah. Which is very like Kardashian, you know, that sort of look, which... I think out of the two of us, I could yeah, probably. I'm surprised you get I've turned got, away. I'm way more ethnic, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't dress that way. Yeah. So I feel like the few times we've tried to get in were like after dinners, yeah. and I don't wear those kind of tight yeah. dresses, and like I dress like probably more like androgynous. Like I wear like jackets yeah. and pants and stuff. So 
I feel like that's probably your one way. Maybe just yeah. as a, a test, yeah. like research purposes, we should dress <laughs> like a Kardashian. Say, I was going to say, like when you go to try and go to like Bergheim or literally go out anywhere in Berlin, it's so important the outfit that you yeah. pick and that will determine a lot of the time if you can get in or not. Yeah. So maybe we should just go buy some bandage dresses and <laughs> give Bedouin another crap. I reckon let's go buy bandage dresses. Let's slick our hair back. Mm. And like really like plump up the lips yeah. with our chili lip gloss yeah. and like put hips some makeup on and have a crack. <laughs> um, and the other way to get in is I would say it sucks, but it's like the ne- nepotism angle. Yeah. That's like, why we had to call Eric. <laughs> yes. Ben literally called my dad at like one in the morning and was like, can you send me Eric's number? <laughs> it's very, um, to put into perspective, like to sit on a table, like you have to put like 3K down. Yeah. So it is quite expensive and you don't really go... Like some of like the younger gals go to like meet guys and stuff, yeah. but the older ones go to like sit on a booth, sit in the booth and yeah. in their corner and like have their flashy bod- like bottle of vodka. Yeah. It's like very, it's not my favorite place in no. the world. We don't really like it, but you know, it's Sydney and like everywhere's dead in Sydney. <laughs> so like sometimes, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. It does stay open an hour later than the sheaf. So that's like the only times we ever go there if we get kicked out of the I sheaf. just love like the look on the bouncer's face when we get to the front of the line. He just shakes his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're full. we're full. And then lets in the people behind us. Yeah. It's always we're full. And then when you get Eric on the phone, it's come right in. But then when you get in, you have to get the wristband to actually yeah, get into the, club part. the club part. So there's two barriers yeah, for yeah. entry. <laughs> <laughs> all right similar note our next one is that you know your shift time at the sheath it's very important now anyone that lives in sydney or has been in the east for a while you'll know that different nights at the sheath attract a different crowd yeah um so wednesdays or schwednesdays as we call them that's like your freshies like 18 year olds yeah um, it's a school night school night like school teen not school not school party no it's like it's, uni it's, like a uni crowd it, no it's more school school and like early uni i think yeah. uni almost people stopped going to the sheath because they sort of like went into that inner west college yeah like scene but it's it's essentially high school kids it's like your year, yeah, 12s year 12s and your year 11s with fake ids at least when we were in high school i think they probably cracked onto the fake id yeah. thing a little bit better but um it's it's like the yeah teeny yeah. bopper night I was a veteran. You are a veteran. I, I'm a real veteran to the point where the bouncer, because I used to go, obviously, like, I've been going to the sheath for probably, like, 10 years now. <laughs> no, that's excessive. I'm 20, probably, like, eight years. <laughs> I think I used to go when I was 17 for a little bit. We didn't always get in, but um, I used to go a lot. And the bouncer in the um, pokies room, Gideon, who's, like, mm. probably, like, the kindest soul you'll ever meet, Shout out to Gideon. Shout out to Gideon. He's he's done me a solid so many times getting me in. Like he's just so cute. He knows me really well. And um I actually because I moved to Melbourne, I didn't see him for years and I didn't really go to the sheaf anymore. And then when I came back years later, literally like seven years later, he goes, Emily? Oh. And, and I just like hugged the man. I was just like, I was like, Do you want to take a selfie, Gideon? He's like, Yes, yes. <laughs> he's so good. So yeah. Get to know the sheaf. It's a good place. It's a jungle in there, but it's worth, it's like worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I feel like it's also important to note that you will at least have one cosmetic and injectables clinic within a 200 media radius of your house. 
Now, fun fact, <laughs> Double Bay actually has the highest concentration of cosmetic and injectable clinics per capita in the world. <laughs> Full disclosure, that's not a fact. We made it up, but it probably yeah. is true. <laughs> I reckon like LA might rival us. True, true, but, true. But um, per capita, Double Bay population would be a lot smaller. Than that's LA. true. I mean, that was complete fake news. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you also, I feel like it's like important to understand like the nuances of all your um yes. like plastic surgery surgeons like you've got dr zachariah he really like leans into the like the nose job <laughs> area and like your facial reconstructions like your fox eyes <laughs> and then you've got dr tav who's the king of boobs i think he actually that's a self um coined name <laughs> on his instagram <laughs> the sydney king of boobs but he does great work yeah and you've also got like Dr. Wazaleski, like you've got a lot of them around. Mm. Um, and there's some more flashy ones where you can see like like all the all of those ones, but then there's also like hundreds of little ones in office yeah. buildings and stuff. So they're everywhere. Laser, yeah. um, all saints is where you'd probably yeah. go get your Botox. It's like this really expensive like old mm-hmm. townhouse, and it's like it looks like an art gallery. Mm-hmm. And even just the facialists, like there's probably like ten facialists in Double Bay. Brow like, bars, salons, yeah. it really is it's everything. The hot spot for like aesthetic clinics. Mm-hmm. And then the other fun fact is Double Bay also has the highest concentration of real estate and buyers agents per capita in the world. <laughs> That's if awesome. you live in Double Bay, you definitely know at least one real estate agent. And how do you spot them in the wild? Well, Emily, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Generally, fifty <laughs> percent of the time they're Jewish. Yeah, they're always Jewish. <laughs> they're normally short, tight pants, designer shoes, freshly shined, very expensive tie, maybe an Hermes tie. Yeah, sunglasses, and they're absolutely going to be on the phone speaking very loudly with a big flashy watch on their wrist there actually is one um that lives in this house there is and would you say that he fits the bill i think so (laughs) they i just find them i'm surrounded by a lot of agents because like my parents have got a lot of agent friends through selling property and stuff and again, like, it's like, it's a village. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah, know, Ballard, you know, you know Billa, like, you know, Maloof, like, you know, all, like, you yeah. just know all of them. And I find them like such a good crowd. Like, again, they get such a bad rep for being obnoxious and stuff. Yeah. I actually am obsessed with the real estate <laughs> agents. I find them so funny. Like Ben's work is like the best bunch of people I've ever met. I'm like dead set obsessed with them. And they just like... They just take the piss of it. Like, yeah. they know. Like, I always ask the girls, um, like, what's Ben like at work? And they're like, he's exactly the same. Like, he's just, you know, he's Ben. They just know yeah. what they're like. And they really, they don't, they, like, I think they lean into it. Yeah. And they just, like, play the role. They're suave little salesmen. Mm. As dad says to Ben, <laughs> you slimy little real estate agent. And they're always working. Yeah, they're always working. Like if they're because obviously the the job is to network. So like yeah. if they're in a room at Probably a party, yeah, they're always you know trying to like sniff out if someone's ready to get divorced <laughs> because the divorce sales usually happen really quickly because people just want to yeah. get them done. Ben's like always sniffing around to work <laughs> out what's going on, <laughs> keeping a little tally of <laughs> who's going to be in the market soon. Yeah. Um, they're really really funny. Well, I think that's pretty much a wrap on our survival guide. Yeah. Um, I hope it was insightful. I don't know if we did Double Bay justice or if we just <laughs> made it sound worse. 
But before we leave, Emily, I've got a bit of a poll that I want to put to you and our listeners. Okay. Some some of our listeners may have seen it's been going viral on the internet, this question of like, are there more wheels or doors in the world? And everyone's mm. arguing very different arguments. I'd like to pose a question to you. Are there more Lululemon Align tights or Louis Vuitton Never Fools in double pay? Hmm. Now, are we assuming that people have like are we talking about like one pair of tights per person or like are we including all their tights all the tights well then the tights yeah that was a stupid question (laughs) like everyone has a never fall i would say the never fall is like the shopping bag like you know how mom's Mm. diet is like a big bag so i can throw everything in it (laughs) and like it's like the the like but i'm sure people have multiple never falls as well really because there's all the different prints that's true. There's the checkers and the Louis Vuitton print, and both of them come in the brown or the white. The cream, yeah. I, I'm going to have to say the tights. <laughs> I don't really think you thought that through, um, but I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's basically it. I think it might be. <laughs>